The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. Another handoff to Corbin, big hole right side, he's free. 40, 50, 40 of Nebraska, 40, 20, he's going to score! Touchdown! Reggie Corbin, touchdown Illinois! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to kickoff is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, the flagship home for fighting Illini football. Picked off by Daley Harding. He's running the other way. 25, 20, 10, 5, 6, touchdown! Today, the Illini are back home, and for the first time since 2011, they host the Michigan Wolverines. 57-yard attempt to the north end. It is up, and it is Now, from Grange Grove, outside historic Memorial Stadium, on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. It's always a big game when Michigan comes to town. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into Fighting Illini Game Day. I am Scott Beatty. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It is cool and crisp and sunny, a perfect fall morning for Big Ten football. We are live from Grange Grove. On the west side, number 16, Michigan in town. They're coming off an old-fashioned Big Ten win last week over Iowa. They are 4-1. and one. The Illini suffered the 40-17 loss at Minnesota last week. They're trying to buck a three-game losing streak. So we start with the opening drive. It's brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. And Michael Martin is here, who's former long snapper for the U of I and part of our game day coverage all day long. He'll be patrolling the sidelines as well. And... This is sort of a shock to the system. You've been uh, not used to this weather after a season of summer and early fall, Michael, but I imagine this is actually perfect weather to be out playing football. I mean, this is quintessential uh, Big Ten football weather. So a little bit chillier. Balls are going to be a little bit harder. It's going to be harder to handle the ball. Um, It'll be interesting to see what both offenses and both defenses can do. Big news is what we all feared and suspected was just officially announced that Brandon Peters will not play today. No disclosure on his injury, but uh, he got walloped pretty good last ball game. Also the Illini without wide receiver Trayvon Sidney as well. So the Illini already facing a vaunted Michigan defense have their work cut out for him. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, missing out on some big playmakers. Uh, it, Coming into the game, it was people were talking about a Brandon Peters revenge game since he spent his first few seasons at Michigan before graduate graduate transferring here. Um, but you've it's next man up. Matt Robinson has probably known that he's he's probably the starter going going into the week. Uh, as prepared as such, uh, he got thrown into the game last week. He'll be better prepared, and it'll be interesting who else we see if Karan uh, Taylor or Isaiah Williams get gets rolled out you got to be creative against this Michigan defense which held Iowa to one net yard last week on the ground and held Rutgers to 46 the week before it's uh, it's the questions for Minnesota for Michigan have surrounded their offense whether it's in stride or not as Jim Harbaugh claimed we'll hear a little bit from him in a moment or if it's still sputtering but there's been no problems with this Michigan defense and of course 
Michigan sees their rival as Ohio State, but whenever Michigan's in town, Illinois wants to beat them. I mean, you always see the uh, the Muck Michigan shirts and uh, <laughs> words about Ann Arbor. Yeah. Um, and people don't like Michigan. It's just they're, they're the bullies. They're always the villains in, uh, uh, in University of Illinois fans' eyes. Um, so... It's a big, it's a big game for Illinois fans. Um, we'll see if Michigan looks past us um, and see if uh, that mentality can uh, help us to a win today. That's the opening drive. Michael, we'll talk to you again in a few minutes here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois retirement specialist. Next up, we'll hear from both sides in the coach's corner on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. And we're back in Grange Grove, Michigan and Illinois today. Let's hear what the coaches on both sides are saying in the coaches' corner. Brought to you by Clark Lindsay, Kramer Siding and Window, and Hickory Point Bank. No doubt this season hasn't gone the direction players, coaches, or fans have wanted so far. After the lopsided loss to Minnesota last week, the Illini are now 2-3. and three, But head coach Lovey Smith isn't ready to throw in the towel. There's disappointment there, but you get a chance to come back strong, and that's where we are. Uh, as you look at our season, it's game five, right? Uh, so it's, you know, we're behind going in at the half. That's all we are. Most games are won in the second half, in the fourth period of the game. So, so much football left to go. By saying that, I think you watch the video, you can kind of see what we need to do. But uh, we need to do that on the football field. We've got to make more plays than we've made. Offensive coordinator Rod Smith hasn't given up either. They're, they're not going to lose confidence. I'm not losing confidence in our, in our team at all. It's just, it's just frustrating, it's disappointing whenever you don't play as good as what you should, as what you're expected to. So I think our kids understand the sense of urgency. They understand the, t- the uh, team that's coming in and the challenge is going to be. But at the same time, that's, that's what we embrace, that's what we want. Schematically, Lovey Smith says the Illini are preparing for a different Michigan offense this time. It's a spread attack. Traditionally, they've been old school, Big Ten type offensive play. Lead blocker, fullback, leads, power game. They haven't been that for the most part. Situational football has seen a little, we've seen a little of that, but for the most part, it's a different way that they're attacking football offensively. Rod Smith has a pretty simple assessment of what the vaunted Michigan defense is good at. Just about everything. I mean, they're, they're fast, they're athletic, uh, they bring pressure. They're, overall, they're very good, very sound, very good, very aggressive, uh, well-coached, great football team. On the other side, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh took some heat this week for expressing this optimism about his offense. Yeah, I, I feel like we're very close offensively and, and very close to hitting hitting the stride of hitting on all cylinders. Um, have really good uh, really good evidence to back that up, and uh, and also you know, just you know, what I see. The Wolverines scored just 10 points against a stout Iowa defense. Harbaugh elaborates. In all areas, run game, pass game, protection, quarterback, receiver, running backs, uh, it's a it's an evolving, improving group. And I've seen him be at, at a really high level in practice, consistently in a really you know high level in games. And, you know, getting that consistently high level in both games and practice is, is what I feel, what I see coming. That's a coach's corner. 
in a moment. We'll get the first word. Brian Barnhart and Lauren Tate are here. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. It's Illinois and Michigan, a visitor for the Illini that hasn't been here since 2011. We are in Grange Grove, kickoff officially at 11.06 this morning. And Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, and Lauren Tate, longtime News Gazette columnist here as well. And there's a huge line for the tent next door, Lauren, and I think people are confused because you're in this tent. <laughs> Dick Butkus is in the tent next well, door. Is he? Yeah, but but I think they're here for you. You just don't know where you are. Good well, to see you. Good morning. Well, when I when I played football, I didn't go around knocking the out of anybody. <laughs> well, you had a street named after you, but he has a statue. So <laughs> you were on the receiving end. I bet. That's of, right. Of, I all was. That, of all that stuff, uh, just for a moment, that that statue for Dick Buck is unveiled yesterday, and I haven't heard one negative comment about it. It's fantastic. It's got that great lean. I, I said, you know, he put 800 pounds of stainless steel in that one leg to hold it up. He's worried about the lean because the lean makes it look better, but it's dangerous. So, you know, you don't want it to tip over, right? <laughs> but he, that stainless steel did it, I guess, in that one leg. If it did tip over, it'd be Dick Buck just continuing to do what he always did. <laughs> he did say it'd been a lot easier if he had both legs on the ground. But oh, he sure. Said, but he wouldn't have that one with the leg up like no. he's running. It has yeah. the dramatic effect that I think you want yeah. in the yeah. statue. Well, uh, let's talk about this ball game. Obviously, Michigan's defense is great. They're concerned about that they're offense and uh, Illinois just uh, a little bit befuddling what happened last week against Minnesota and they just have to show up in a different way well in a way it is but they had eight men in the box and they basically said throw the ball and beat us and then Illinois had the added situation where they lost their starting quarterback so then they suddenly had to adjust in midstream and so I think those were two factors but you're right the running numbers overall are down from last year and they've got to get those back up. Well, they're not going to let Illinois run until they can pass. You're going to have to complete some passes to loosen up the defense because right now they're just centering on Corbin, and our receivers haven't been able to get the separation that they need. I mean, they were clo- there's going to be a lot of man-to-man coverage today by Michigan, and it's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And if you can't beat your defender and you can't get open or catch the ball, the offense isn't going to work. And, of course, we know now that Matt Robinson, well, Brandon Peters we know is out, and presumably Matt Robinson starts. And That's we also right. know you're missing Trayvon Sidney in mm-hmm. the receiving core. So the Illini yeah. are really going to have a, a hill to climb. But sometimes things happen in these ball games where you know something magical, something where they find something inside because there's something that brings you to rise to the occasion. You've seen it from time to time where you just go, I don't know how that happened. Well, the defense got to rise up and keep it a close game. Keep it a low-scoring game. If it gets a high-scoring game, Illinois is not going to win. Well, and Michigan's offense has not blown people away. No, I mean, hasn't. let's say that. That's they right. struggle to score That's right. at times, and a lot of their wins have been lower-scoring games. It's been they've been shutting out the other team, basically. I watched the Army game. Army had the ball the whole game, practically. They're leading 14. Army's leading 14 to 7 late in the game and has the ball on the one yard line of Michigan. Going to, going to go ahead 21 to 7. And Army guy jumps offside. They don't score. It's 14 to 7. Michigan scores late and puts the game in overtime and wins in overtime. That's how close they came to losing to Army. Yeah. And this Michigan offense, 
uh, has actually taken a step back statistically after they brought in Gaddis to be their new offensive it coordinator. Has, it has. They're, they're not playing the, the Michigan style, so to speak. But defensively, Don Brown, in the last four years, he's had Michigan top ten in several defensive categories. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they move a lot of people around, and I guess the key will be to take advantage of where they are not take advantage of their aggressiveness in a way if you can it seems and i'll ask martin o'donnell when he comes on later but you know one thing i've read is said you know the offensive line has got to pull has got to stop up gaps on one side because like you said they're they cover really well across the field they're very assignment sound in that defensive scheme and and he tends to mix up his schemes too well rod smith told me that that they or he told the, the, the the quarterback club yesterday that they blitz about half the time particularly as you get closer to the goal line, they, 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 they bring extra people. And, and Illinois has been efficient in the red zone. It's the problem lately is getting, getting into getting it. to the red zone. <laughs> but yes. they've also been in there with Brandon Peters, so it'll be it, yeah. it's an order here for Matt Robinson. And he does add that threat, but he's got to just go out and do what he can do, I think, effectively. And don't try to be a Heisman Trophy winner. You know? Life takes strange, strange turns. This is the one game that Peters wanted to play. Yes. Unfortunate. And uh, I was also talking to the Michigan guys. Uh, Dan Deardorf is up there and Jim Brandstatter. They were saying that when Brandon was at Michigan, he had a concussion at Wisconsin, got hit on the turf and laid there, and it was pretty severe at the time. So we're talking about concussion, another one here that he's dealing with. A lot of times that adds to, you know, your, yeah. your woes, I guess, so to speak, from that standpoint. So. All right, Brian, we'll hear you in a little bit. Lauren, thanks as always. Good to All see right. you both. Fighting right. Illini game day rolls on when we come back. Our keys to the game. And we'll hear from Illini punter Blake Hayes, the Aussie. Stay with us on Fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more... Here's Scott Beatty. Chilly, cold, but it's sunny. It's fall. It's Big Ten football, Illinois and Michigan today from Memorial Stadium alongside Michael Martin. Martin O'Donnell is here as well. And first of all, both there's all kinds of – Michael, you got engaged last Sunday, so congratulations. Thank you. And Martin – you and your wife welcomed in your third child. We did. Congratulations. There's all Thank kinds you. of great things happening in amongst the radio crew. And Something in the air. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, what's in the air today for football with Illinois and Michigan? Well, hopefully a good game. I think obviously the Wolverines come in. You have a ranked team coming to Champaign. It's going to be a beautiful fall day. And, uh, you know, I mean, we can get into it in a little bit. But I think, you know, obviously there's uh, Michigan's going to come in really looking to kind of, I think, reestablish themselves specifically offensively. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how Illinois uh, tries to slow them down. What makes their defense so good? What's the genius, if you want to put that label on their defensive coordinator, Brown? Uh, really what it is, is is they have some great athletes, really good football players, and then they just he just creates chaos with schemes. I mean, that, that's really what it is, is it's being able to identify where the pressure is coming from, who's blitzing, who's not blitzing. And so I think the communication today, you know, particularly up front with the offensive line, is going to be absolutely critical for the Illini. Well, that leads us to our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Not a lot to write home about from last week other than two defensive scores, but it looks like Illinois has struggled against that RPO, which is pretty standard now in in college. Can can the Illini defend that better this week? 
I certainly hope so. I mean, really what it comes down to is is defending the R part of that RPO. I mean, it's defending the run. Illinois struggled all season to do that, and so I think what you have is you know play action uh, and or RPOs as well are really effective against them because the Illinois defense is so keyed in on trying to get that run stop that they wind up opening things up in the secondary. Keys to the game from you, Michael? Uh, you got to play good, almost a perfect game for Illinois, and you got to force them to make mistakes. Uh, Shea Patterson isn't the guy that – uh, everyone thought he was coming into the into the year, and he he's mistake prone if you pr- if you pressure him. So you got to pressure Shea Patterson. You got to uh, have no penalties, and you have to just go out and play with uh, reckless abandon. And and uh, Matt Robinson will have to rise to the occasion. Kind of said this last last few weeks about Brandon Peters. I don't think he needs to be a Heisman guy. Just go out and make some throws and keep the keep the drives going and. Good things may happen here for Illinois. Stranger things certainly have happened. Congratulations, guys. On thank both you. Of your thank you. Life achievements there. All thank right. You. Here's a guy that Illini fans don't want to see on the field, but they feel very good when they do see him there. It's Illini punter Blake Hayes. The Australian is having an outstanding junior season, often pinning opponents deep in their own territory. The Illini are currently eighth in the nation in net punting, and I caught up with the junior Aussie this week. It seems, though, that you're having your best season yet. Does it feel that way? It seems to be going that way. I think because Coach League has changed the scheme and he's adjusted to my skill set and I feel like we're taking full advantage of what a typical Australian punter can do. He's doing great and giving me a lot of freedom to basically do what I want out there, which makes me very comfortable and gives me a lot of confidence out there. So, I mean, that's just helping a bunch. What does a typical Australian punter do? Yeah, um, most of us are trained from um, Pro Kick Australia by Nathan Chapman and John Smith, and basically we're taught basically just the two um, fundamentals is just a rollout punt or the rugby punt, as some people call it, and the typical um, spiral ball that most Americans hit. So we kind of work those two in together, and then for me, just different angles of what you can hit, maybe a low spiral, maybe a low rollout ball, high spiral, high rollout, just different types of kicks based off that, um, that can help with field position and anything like that. I've seen you even delay, and I assume it was intentional. Yeah, we are, it's all thanks to Coach League and really just, we watch a lot of film throughout the week and um, just like the offense looks at the defense and knows what they're doing, we can look at a um, punt return unit and see if they're going to come hard at me and rush or if they're going to hold up. So when I do see that look, then I'll try and hold on to it because, as you said, the punt team can get down there. Is it gratifying last week two defensive scores right. came because they were pinned deep in their own territory? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not just me out there. You know, the whole, the whole punt unit is out there, the guys protecting and the guys running downfield. So um, the kick is one thing, but it's got to be covered and got to be protected by others. So it's just all those guys in the line. And, you know, when it, when it all goes according to plan, you know, the kick might not be good, but the cover team and the protection might be good, so it might balance out or vice versa. You know, the result for us, and it helps the defense, it can really help just the team and the momentum. When you came here two years ago, you were brand new to college football, American life, American college experience. How are you into this now? How comfortable do you feel now? Yeah, I feel very comfortable. It feels like a second home. You know, first home's Australia and second home's here. And, you know, I'm just trying to, as as I become older and, you know, my time, I guess, is almost running out, coming into my um, older years, junior and senior years, you know, I'm just trying to take in everything, you know. Um, Saw uh, Chase McLaughlin before me. 
you know, his senior year, it just seemed like he was having so much fun and just like was carefree. And I feel like I'm trying to implement that into my like mental game. Just, you know, the against uh, Minnesota, um, when James had that kick at the end of halftime, you know, I looked back at him and the crowd was ridiculously loud. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Like not many people get to experience this. And just small things like that, running out into a field, you know, big stadiums. It's just really unique opportunity and just trying to make the most of it. That's Illini punter Blake Hayes. When we come back, we look back on this day, October 12th, in Illini football history. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. Welcome back. It's the Rooting Wealth Management pregame show. Time now for this day in Illini football history. Brought to you by Clark Lindsay, Kramer Siding and Window, and Hickory Point Bank. Looking back on October 12th, it's a day Illinois won a handful of close games. In 1974, the Illini traveled to West Lafayette and beat Purdue 27-23. As part of a 6-4 campaign that year, the lone winning season of the 1970s. In 1991, the number 20 Illini hosted number 11 Ohio State for an old-fashioned Big Ten game where defense ruled. Dana Howard recorded 20 solo tackles, a school record that no one else has come close to matching. With the game tied at 7 with less than a minute to go, Illini kicker Chris Richardson lined up for a 42-yard field goal, and Wayne Larravee was on the call. 41-yard field goal attempt, angle to the right. Snap is high, plate made by right, kick is end over end, sails to the upright, and it is good! Illinois' 10-7 victory gave them four straight over the Buckeyes. They'd win again in 1992 for five consecutive wins over Ohio State. And in 2002, Illinois beat Purdue 38-31 in overtime for another close win. Now, on the weekend where legend Dick Buckus is honored with a statue, it's appropriate that October 12th has a few notable moments for the man whose number is retired. On this day in 1963, Butkus had his career-best 23 tackles against number 8-ranked Ohio State. And one year later on this day in 1964, Butkus made his first appearance on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Writer Dan Jenkins called Butkus the most destructive defensive player in collegiate football. Just over two years ago, Butkus was inducted into the Illinois Athletics Hall of Fame. Whenever I let my mind travel back in time... You know, the roads so often lead me home to the University of Illinois. It seems as if every major theme of my life can somehow be traced to its beginnings to the Fighting Illini. Coming out of Chicago Vocational High School, I was presented with many choices of where to go to college. Some took it for granted that this devout Catholic family would uh, would rather naturally prefer Notre Dame, and they certainly wanted me. But in recruiting me, Illinois and Coach Bill Taylor didn't just speak to me as a football player. They showed me a general concern about me as a person, about my future. Finally, on this day in 1918, Illinois won its homecoming game over Municipal Pier, but hardly anyone saw it. That's because they closed the gates due to the worldwide flu epidemic. That's this day in Illini football history. Thanks to Mike Pearson for his research. More to come. We'll turn our attention back to today's game between the Illini and the Michigan Wolverines. Steve Kelly, Brian Barnhart, Martin O'Donnell, and Michael Martin are all standing by to take you up to kickoff at 11 a.m. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll be back with you after the game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We take your calls and texts about what you saw right here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana News Gazette Media Stations. Thank you.